0: I haven't committed a federal <laughs> felony in upwards of three days, there. I had diarrhea
1: because I was going through alcohol withdrawals <laughs> for like seven days.
0: Oh, shit. This is the moment. It's our time. It's our time. Hey, listen to Commander Cook Podcast, episode 139. I'm i home here with Ryan and are asking the questions. You remember when Five Color Control was good? Because CCO remembers. Now, hit our theme song! Hey Ryan, back for yet another Whirlwind Adventure. How you doing? Good, what's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to continue the arc of remembering when it was good by talking about a deck that was very prominent when I got back into standard in earnest, and we're going to talk about some other stuff as well, including mana base building and some other super fun stuff. Before any of that, we got to thank our official sponsor, face2facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. And
1: every ARC, we do a $25 gift certificate, giveaway, gift, what do we call it? I always call it the wrong thing. Uh, store credit. Store credit. There we go. 25 bucks store credit, face-to-facegames.com. Get over there, check out their content portion of their website, leave us a comment on any one of our shows saying Ryan and Brando are a good pickup. We don't actually get anything from that, but we like giving you some some kickback on that so 25 bucks goes to one lucky commenter
0: we get the the peace of mind of knowing that the people of cco nation are telling people who are who are supporting us that they should continue to support us i like that yeah and that's like the most important thing
1: very much so okay so we got to get right into it cuz we've got a busy episode speaking of supporting us and or where you can find us do the thing.
0: It's the thing. We're CCO Podcast and CCO Brando and Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, or any other list that we're going to do throughout the course of the show. If you'd like to send us any kind of correspondence, correspondence not including nude pictures of yourself, commandercookout at gmail.com is the address. What about nudes of anybody else? Uh, you know, I'm open-minded. You can also find us anywhere better podcasts are found if you would like a more complete Listing of that you can check out down below in the show notes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, all those places, and patreon.com slash ccopodcast if you're in the position to help the channel grow financially. And if you missed any of that because it was a disjointed mess, you can head over to our official official home on the entire internet, Uh, commandercookout.com. Yes, on the giveaways page for commandercookout.com,
1: you can find... All the latest details of our C-17, I remember the name, Feline Ferocity Giveaway. That's a good name. Yeah, and any of the uh, the Facebook posts regarding the giveaway or the tweets regarding the giveaway, if you repost them, retweet them, and... Tell us your story of when it was good. We've got some good ones.
0: There have been a couple of good ones. Or when you thought something was good and then it just wasn't.
1: totally got blown out. Like when you forgot why you put a laboratory maniac in this deck and you had to take it out. And I cut
0: it during the (laughs) (laughs) pre-show.
1: Yeah, so give us a story. We like to hear those and sometimes we feature them on the air or totally steal your ideas. (laughs) (laughs) And you can win yourself feline ferocity cat tribal. What you said? It's a cat sound. Yeah, yeah. Also on the pre-show, we mentioned some new idea that you had for YouTube that we can't actually do now because you're going to be
0: out of town. Well, we can still do it. It'll just have to wait a week. But it's. Gonna I hate be worth waiting. It. It's going to be worth it. I it's want everything so, right now. It's going to be so good. It's 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 our third best idea that we've had since we got back from Vegas. It's probably like the fifth best idea. Now nah, you just wait. By the time we're finished, it'll be like the second best idea. And everybody's going to be like. That was a good idea. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sorry for the big teaser on that one. We're going to get on that as soon as we can, and I, I think it's going to be cool.
1: Sure. Yeah. Speaking of cool and YouTube, you picked up, you pre-ordered your Throne of Eldraine. I sure did. So we're going to have some Throne of Eldraine Open Flippy Dot Drinky?
0: Yeah, boxing match maybe. You Maybe. Uh, hashtag Super Packs. Yeah. Oh, man,
1: I can't wait. Oh, my God. Should we open them or just leave them sealed and invest in them? Are you
0: insane? We're going to open them immediately.
1: And get drunk. Yes. Yeah.
0: Based on the rules of the game that we created, we're probably just both going to just
1: die. That we're continuously creating. We yeah. did uh, We did the Vegas Open Flippy, uh, a couple of them, and on both of them, it was like, some new rules came up that I didn't even know. I did. I must've missed that page in the rule book. (laughs) So of course you can check all those out on YouTube. And if you wanted to leave a comment on the YouTube page of when it was good or when you thought it was good and it wasn't. Or if you wanted to crop dust the like button. That is also a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can do that. Those will get you entered for feline ferocity as well. You mentioned Patreon. We've got a, Returning Patron. Ooh, welcome back. Yes, welcome back, Logan Smith. This is Less
0: Shitty Smitty. Less Shitty Smitty. That was a good name. I like that, yeah. I like that one, too.
1: You know what's funny, too, is he sent us a message when his shout-out was on the air or whatever, and his wife was, they were, like, listening in the car, and she was like, oh, that's totally funny, whatever it was. <laughs> she she liked it, and she, she didn't agree. She thinks that he is... Just as shitty as whoever the other Smitty is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually shitty Smitty.
1: Yeah, actually shitty Smitty. And this is uh, still shitty, but a little bit less.
0: Shitty Smitty. I like that.
1: Yeah. So, Logan Smith, welcome. Sorry for just destroying your name again. Hopefully your wife is listening. Maybe she still agrees with us. Probably she does.
0: Definitely does. Yeah, we're usually right.
1: We are right at least. 4% 4% of the time.
0: At, at the very <laughs> least. As high as seven, but not less than four.
1: Oh, and oh, the last thing I wanted to say about Patreon, the all of the August sign-up gifts have gone out. Ooh. Yeah. All exciting. of the August sign-up gifts went out. I got one back from last month because I wrote the address wrong. <laughs> I contacted you. Please get back to me. Yes. <laughs> okay. I got a story. I got a story real quick. Let's this is it. like, we're, we're going back to when it was good sure right and we way back in the day we always used to talk about like barbecues and beers and stuff right so i got kind of a feel good story about that okay so rebecca works with people who she, like she's a she's a exercise therapist or a physiologist right so she rehabs people when they have heart attacks or strokes or whatever she rehabs them back into like regular people-ness sure so she's got a stroke lady who is a red seal baker and she just showed up one day with like four dozen cinnamon buns oh
0: my god yeah i wanted
1: to bathe in them
0: why are there none here with me now
1: well this is the story we got a few of them she brought some of them home Uh, the lady has to like work with her hands a lot to like make her body start to work again because she's like rehabbing her her left arm and stuff so we brought these cinnamon buns home and we give some to the boy his first cinnamon bun experience
0: It's a good experience to have.
1: it's the best experience. And whenever we want him to eat something, we have to say, like, are you a cookie monster is who he knows, but are you a noodle monster or a potato monster? And then he'll, like, eat the thing that we want him to eat. Huh. So I give the last bite of my cinnamon bun to Rebecca because a father's sacrifices always are unending.
0: You gave somebody else. The middle of the cinnamon bun? Well, I had like two before that. You gave somebody else the middle? That of is the true bun? love.
1: Ryan. True love. So I gave her the cinnamon bun, and this is this is the best part.
0: Can't believe you gave her the middle of the cinnamon bun.
1: Valor sitting in his chair. He's eating like the edge, like hard sugar piece, you know, like the, the good piece on the edge. Like the worst part of the cinnamon bun? No. It's got the caramelized sugar on it. We have differing opinions in cinnamon buns, obviously. Yeah. So he's eating that part, and he likes it because he can, like, hold it. So he's eating that part. I give Rebecca the last bite, and I ask him, is Mama uh, a cinnamon bun monster? He goes, no. (laughs) Well, what is she? He goes, a pig. (laughs) 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 Oh, sorry, Um, Rebecca. (laughs) Oh,
0: get wrecked. Yep. Wrecked Becca. That's what wrecked we're call Becca.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if she ever becomes a patron, <laughs> wrecked Becca. <laughs> That's the cinnamon bun story. I thought it was a feel-good CCO story. The only thing that would have made it better is if I was drinking a beer when that all happened.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or if I had have been there for the middle of a cinnamon bun, because
1: then you would have been called the pig, and it would have been really weird if I was feeding it to
0: you. <laughs> I'm. We totally would have done it. Snap poll for CCO Nation. Can any of you out there picture a world in which Ryan does not feed me a cinnamon bun? Because I'm 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 pretty sure that most people <laughs> just picture us doing that while we record the show, man. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, like I talk like there isn't cinnamon buns here, but just <laughs> well,
1: can... the McNuts out there. I mean, maybe she's got cinnamon buns. She always bakes. Oh man.
0: Yeah, nut baking is good. Don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Do not Google that ever. No, no. Oh, oh man.
1: man. Okay that that was the story. Thank you for sticking around if you're still here. <laughs> we wanted to talk about building a mana base.
0: Yes. Do we want to talk about mana bases? We're going to talk about some of that drain shit. We talked about how we're going to drink some of it on the on the channel.
1: Yeah, we're going to blend it up and then mix it with like tequila and like that margarita mix, and we're going to drink a magic card. I just made that up. We That's, shouldn't do that. Yeah,
0: we shouldn't definitely not do that. The ink will probably be really bad for our stomachs.
1: Uh, no, it's non-toxic. It's. I don't know if it's non-toxic. Yeah, don't it's don't, don't quote me on that. Situation. Yeah, yeah no,
0: nah, dude. It's, it's inflammable. Like it doesn't burn when you set well, it on fire. So I'm sure rocks really good for don't our
1: burn, and we can eat rocks.
0: But you shouldn't.
1: You're right. Yeah, <laughs> chickens eat rocks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know where this conversation is
0: so going. Go- sort of goldfish, but
1: y- they do. Goldfish are stupid. Let's be honest. So though. are chickens. We should not eat rocks or magic cards. We
0: should eat fish and chickens, though.
1: hundred yeah, percent.
0: Yes. Yes. I don't know how we have ended up here, but I'm glad that is where we've ended up. We are
1: not fish and chicken cookout podcast. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) FCCO. That
1: actually works. I'm sure people say that all the time too. So you said, remember when five color control was good? I did say that. And we, we built a five color control list today, sort of. Sort of. So what that means is... We built the deck. We got all the cards in it. We've got room for, what did we say, 36, 7 land or whatever?
0: I think it ended up to 37 land. Then we got some rocks, of course, and all that stuff.
1: We wanted to go backwards in time to when five-color control was good in standard, like we did last week with the Fires deck in Masks Invasion standard. This is Lorwyn Shards of Alara standard.
0: Correct. So like 2007, thousand and I'm not good with years, or names, or dates. Times, places. You're not good at any of those things? No.
1: You need a day planner <laughs> 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 with pictures.
0: Yes, a picture book day planner. That's what I need. <laughs>
1: yes. So if we go backwards in time, that list could cast like give us an example. It would go like Bitter Blossom on turn two, Bloodbraid Elf on or Bloodbraid Elf on turn three, let's say, Cryptic Command on turn four, and then Cruel Ultimatum on like turn seven.
0: Yeah. All, all different colored stuff. It plays all the crazy Jan ass shit that you just wouldn't. It, it only when you looked at the lists, they all looked really shoehorned together. They used Mull Drifters as card advantage, and they won by just cruel ultimatuming you over and over and over again.
1: And they did this because mana was like so crazy perfect, right? Yeah. And sta- or s- Wizards now doesn't even want to do like shocks and fetches in the same format. And they, they guise that kind of behind, we don't like shuffle effects, it takes too long for games to play out. And while that's true, it also makes decks too good, too consistent. And when the best strategy or archetype or whatever is found, everybody just plays that based on like how good the mana is, right? So we're talking about vivid lands. It, the land base was really slow,
0: but it was remarkably effective
1: that's fine because there was no hyper super aggro deck like at that time what was the fastest deck jund red red okay well hold on we're getting ahead of ourselves sorry vivid land give us an example of what a vivid land is a
0: vivid land would be like your vivid grove vivid crag vivid whatever vivid x there's five of them one for each color they come into play tapped with i think three is it three Two. two counters on it You can tap it for whatever color it is, or you can tap it, remove a counter, get a mana of any color. So
1: any color. And you paired those with
0: Reflecting Pool. As in the original list, Reflecting Pool taps for a mana of any color another land you control could produce. So it was a five-colored land. And it didn't come into play tap. It did not come into play tap. So you
1: could turn one, play your Vivid Land. Turn two, play your Reflecting Pool.
0: Turn three, play
1: any two-drop in the whole list. Well, turn two, play any two-drop in the whole list. Yeah because a reflecting pool doesn't come into play tapped. Yes. And on top of that, let's say you used your like your depletion counters or whatever on your vivid lands, you also played the Shards of Alara tri-lands. Those are the come into play tapped and give you one mana of any color of the shard that you're in. So like the Esper one was comes into play tap but taps to give you white, blue or black. Correct. So you could play all of those lands all together and you paired them with maybe a couple basics or whatever it was. Who, who cares?
0: There wasn't a whole lot of land hosing back then, and if there was, it costed like seventeen.
1: Yeah, D- so. Tech Edge didn't even exist until Zendikar. Yeah, right. So, and this was the block. Alara was the block before Zendikar, right? Yes. Yes. So if if the other deck in the format wasn't powerful enough come mid to late game, it just couldn't beat five color control. And it was the best deck in the format. right? That's
0: exactly how it went. You'd get to if you went to turn five or six and didn't have them on their ass already, you weren't probably going to win.
1: And Jund couldn't even compete with that until Alara Reborn when Putrid Leech came out, which was essentially a 4-4 for 2, but you had to pay your your own 2 life. And it still wasn't even really the best because when, like, Shards came out, then 5-Color Control got Bloodbraid and Blightning and Bituminous Blast. So you could Bit Blast into Bloodbraid, into Blightning or Terminate, and just kill your opponent's, Whatever It was doing the same thing
0: that Jund was doing.
1: Yeah, except it also had Cryptic Command. Yeah. Like, what? You, you're you doing Jund, but you have just blue, blue, blue kicking around. I and guess I'll do my blue, 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 like, bounce your... Tap your team down, draw a card, or counter your spell. Like, holy... Yeah,
0: and you had white for path.
1: Oh, yeah, because path to exile was in Conflux.
0: Yeah. It yeah, was, you
1: could path one turn and then Cruel Ultimatum the next.
0: It was a nightmare. So...
1: What we did with this deck is we just started with 10 lands. So what 10 lands do we got? We've got five Vivids. We've got a Reflecting Pool. We've got a Command Tower, Ghost Quarter, Strip Mine, and a Wasteland. So we're destroying other people's lands and making our own. And the conversation you and I were having is how do you do it in a five-color deck when you don't want to do duels and fetches and filters and shock lands because money?
0: Yeah, You don't want to just take your house and sell it and then trade it for cards.
1: Yeah, so you built a five-colored deck in the Vegas Rotisserie draft without any of that. What did you do? I use,
0: Well, I, I used two filters Okay, that's fine. for the colors that I had the most of because it's important. Like I needed to do green-green sometimes. I needed to do blue-blue sometimes. Yeah,
1: you slant your mana base to give you what you need at what point you need it in the game.
0: And one or two filters is fine, but I find that Lands that, especially if you can play more than one land in a turn, things that get overlooked a lot in Commander, even though they're printed all the time, are the Ravnica Karu lands.
1: Yeah, if you can play more than one land, uh, for sure. like yeah, you got they're... your Azusa and your Exploration, I think we play both
0: in this deck, right? Yes, sir. Like, if you're not looking for perfect mana all the time, like, I played bounces, a couple of filters, no fetches, and all basics, and I still played everything I wanted to on time, just because I could play a couple extra land every time
1: okay well two things you said if you're not looking for perfect mana all the time and on the surface it seems like oh well to be optimal you do want perfect mana all the time of course you do when really you don't though because if you're playing let's say azusa and burgeoning and rampant growth and i don't know birds of paradise birds of paradise all of those are green Maybe you slant your mana base to give you a higher percentage chance to get green on turn one or two. Mm-hmm. Then you can get something that gives you any color, like a Birds of Paradise or a Rampant Growth, to find a basic that you need, and then you're good, right? Yeah. Because you've got your your into play untapped green to give you your turn one or two ramp, and then everything else is a Vivid Land, a Reflecting Pool,
0: or a Filter, which is going to get you there. It's all gravy, and it's cheap. For the most part. Reflecting pools, I think, are a few bucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, What's the other one that's like Reflecting Pool, but for your opponents? There's Exotic Orchard and Forbidden Orchard. Are those them?
0: I think Exotic Orchard is the one that taps for anything that your opponents have, and Forbidden Orchard is the one that gives them a spirit Gives them a spirit.
1: Yeah, that one would be fine in this deck, too, right? Either one of them would be good. our top end is way better than a 1-1 spirit. Trust us. (laughs) Our bros will
0: smash the shit out of a non-flying 1-1 colorless spirit token. I don't want to say 100% of the time because you're telling me not to do that. Yes. But 100% of the time. Yeah,
1: this is the internet.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, final final thing on the land base here before we get into the deck proper. Your recommendation for, let's say, three, four, five color deck that isn't dual lands. OG duels. You like the cyclers. Are you okay with them coming into play tapped? Get the scry lands, right? You get some utility out of your comes into
0: play tapped lands because they're probably going to come into play tapped. As an aggro player, I've never been a huge fan of lands that come into play tapped. They're fine. I like the ones that uh, come in, and if you have, like, two basics, they're untapped. Because yeah. they have land types you can fetch for them if you have a fetch. Um, but I'm a huge proponent of the filter lands. And I know that they're going up in value again. I think they're, like, 5 to 10 bucks.
1: Yeah, I think the enemy color ones were in Masters 25, which dipped the price.
0: But, yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. But I think if you can get those, those are the ones that I like to go to when I'm... Not trying to build a budget mana base, but like if I'm trying to I'm I'm glad
1: you said that based on what mine is gonna be yeah.
0: <laughs> if I'm trying to build like a deck that does what I want it to do when I want it to do it, I will look to fetch land or not fetch lands, filter lands, just because they're a little bit cheaper and they will get you there with a basic. You need a basic and one of those and you're good.
1: And then you have two of whatever you need, right? Exactly. The only thing about it is a five-color deck. Your filter might not get you there. Like if if you've got a forest and then a white-green filter, and you need a black mana.
0: Yeah. That's the only thing it, about them, right? Those are tricky, and, and that's true of most others. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 If you need a black and you get your tri Triland, same exact scenario, right?
0: Yeah. What about you, Rodi? What would you say?
1: I think. Based on the deck that we've got in front of us here, you built in a line that I saw that I was like, "Ooh, that's really good." And it's really good when you pair it with fetch lands. And I know that modern has exploded the value of some of the fetch lands. Could I recommend in a five color deck? Could I recommend like bloodstained mire and salt marsh? I think those are the cheap ones, like black. Red, black, white, white, green, like that's got to be a cheap one. Wooded foothills, like any of the cons ones
0: are going to be a little bit less. You can get your fetch lands. I mean, they're good to have anyway, and they will, they'll get you there. Here, I mean, based on the deck that we're playing today, yeah, I mean, it's built with fetches in mind for sure.
1: And can I say this without triggering half of the internet, some percentage of the internet, because I can't say half. (laughs) Can I say that Prismatic Vista does a pretty good impression yeah. For thirty bucks instead of a hundred. Yeah. But like I don't want to be the guy that says you need to play a thirty-five dollar fetch land or an eighty dollar fetch land, right? But with the line of play that we've got built into here, you're it's really gonna be able to go like color, color, color on one turn and then different color, different color, different color on the very next turn if you if you do it this way.
0: Remember that time we did that Christmas balls deck? Yes. Where we did red, 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 and the next turn we went green, 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 green. Yes. Same thing. That's that's okay. What, yeah. Okay. What so let's
1: let's let's check this out. Who's our commander? We haven't even said yet.
0: Oh, now the, when I did the deck, I was tired, so I sent it through to you so you could take a look at it. And I originally I had Ramos Dragon Engine just because he's five color, he's good, he's fine, he'll do all the stuff we want him to do. Yeah. And then as I built the deck, I'm like, oh, no, we should do Horde of Notions. Because I love Horde of Notions, he's good for value, he's good for control, he does lots of cool stuff. But I forgot to switch it before I sent it to you, and then you made the final call, and our commander ended up being... And remember, when he was good. When he was good, Progenitus. Old Tits. Old Tits himself is a Hydra avatar, 10-10 for white, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green. Whew! Oh, mama. He has protection from everything, and if Progenitus would be put into a graveyard from anywhere... You reveal it and shuffle it into the library instead. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, you you could do that with him. And with one of my suggestions, we might want to do that with him. But you can just, like, put him into your command zone.
0: <laughs> yeah, or you could do that too. So, play 12 for him, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he already cost 10. But you know what? We're going to talk about how we get him. So let's uh, start with some Creech.
0: Always start with the Creech. A good way of playing all those things. We've talked about this. Sort of thing before, but uh, Azusa Lost, but Seeking is our first creature.
1: Three drop. You can play two additional lands per turn. This is how we're going to not care as much about tap lands?
0: Correct. Sure. All right, then we've got Bird of Paradise and Bloom Tender. Not budget, but they tap for any color you're going to need probably.
1: Yeah, 10 and 50. Bloom Tender, if you only have a Bloom Tender, only gives you green. But as soon as you play anything else that is a non-green color, then Bloom Tender is going to give you two mana. Green so, and something else, right? So good. It taps for a mana of every color of permanent you control. It's very good. Next up, we have Cavalier of Dawn. Ooh, so you'll notice the white, white, white in its mana cost. Yikes. Then two more. Four, six, Vidge. When it enters the battlefield, destroy up to one non-land permanent with... And its opponent or its controller gets a 3-3 golem. And... It
0: generous gifts something, essentially.
1: Yeah, and then when it leaves the battlefield... Return target artifact or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand.
0: That'll come into it'll come in handy later. Next up, we have Cavalier. <laughs> it'll of... come into your handy later. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we have Cavalier of Gales next.
1: Hmm. Notice the blue, blue, blue in this one's converted mana cost. Yikes. Then two more. Five, five flyer. When it enters the battlefield, you brainstorm, essentially, right? Correct. Then when it dies, you shuffle it into your library and scry two. Yes all great value on those cavaliers i'm telling you those are good if you can support the mana which we just talked for 10 minutes we probably can
0: we'll figure out a way we all know i have a soft spot for cards like these especially this one which is recently reprinted in c19 we have clever impersonator
1: four drop enters the battlefield as a copy of target non-land permanent how about a cavalier how about a something else that we're going to talk about in the very immediate future about Cloud Thresher? Hmm. Notice the green, 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 (laughs) and two in this one's converted (laughs) mana. Jeez. Seven, seven, four, six, and that green, 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 green is like a drawback, air quotes. So it's got flash, it's got reach, and when it enters the battlefield, you deal two damage to each creature with flying.
0: And each player. Sure. And it has evoked, green green two so you can play it and it dies and it'll just yeah you
1: you stuff. pay four mana for like a two point um, hurricane. hurricane that's yeah. fine that's just like on rate for hurricane and with a future card we'll be able to do something with that
0: yes uh, next up we have constipated sphinx
1: another one with double pips and it's casting
0: cost six drop four six whenever an opponent draws a card we draw two we like double pips and things that cost six with six toughness Oh, I keep finding similarities and a tali primal storm
1: 6-6 six, six for 6, double red, when it, when he attacks, right?
0: On attack. When, oh yeah, on attack. He's so good. You
1: just get the top card of all your opponent's libraries for free. You can just cast them for free. And yours. On mine too, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I can pay green, 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 but I can just pay zero
0: as well. It's fine. No, let's reel it back in. Let's reel it back in and play something more sensible in an Ethosworn canonist.
1: Well, I like this little card. I think that this is a throwback to the original five-color control list, right? Yes. This was a potential white 2-drop where you could go maybe like black, red, 3-drop on the next turn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it makes things like Bloodbraid Elf not near as good.
1: Oh, yeah. This was this was a sideboard card for against Jund, right?
0: It was. Because
1: what it says is it's a 2-2 two, two for 2. Each player who has cast a non-artifact spell this turn can't cast additional non-artifact spells. So when you cast your Bloodbraid or your Bituminous Blast and try to cascade, you can't cascade.
0: It's very good. Yes. All right, next up, Frost Titan. Frost Titan. You want to do them all? Let's do them all. We play Frost Titan, Grave Titan, Inferno Titan, and Sun Titan. Wow.
1: We are going to have quite the average CMC in this deck, it's aren't we?
0: It's going to be outrageous.
1: So we're playing all the Titans, and we both we both wanted them both or all in here because it was always an argument back in the day of which Titan is the best mm-hmm. because Grave Titan gives you like the most power, and Inferno Titan could kill the, the Grave Titan zombies that you get, but Frost Titan keeps them all tapped down, and it was kind of like a jostling of positions to, 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 to decide which one was the best one in standard. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, I do. And it
1: was always a thing, like, what's, what's really good right now? Well, this Titan is really good right now because it beats this card or
0: whatever, right? And Sun Titan is really rad in this deck because so it gets your fetch lands back.
1: That's right. We're going to talk about that
0: when we get to the last Creech. Alright, we have Horde of Notions. We talked about him already.
1: Yeah, pay 5 and you can cast an Elemental from your graveyard. So your Evoke Cloud Thresher, and when you invoke your Muldrifter to draw 2 cards, you can pay 5 next turn and cast him again for its Evoke
0: cost to just draw 2 every turn. It's also a 5-5 five, five Vigilance Trample Haste for 5. That's pretty good. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of things that are pretty good that you could cast with a Horde of Notions, how about a Maelstrom Wanderer? That's an Elemental. Sure is. Yeah. Teamer five seven five creatures you control have haste, guts
1: cascade, cascade. So a little bit of a non-bow with our Aether Sworn canonist,
0: but balls that. Yeah, screw them. Just attack until they block. And as soon as they block, make them wish they were dead.
1: Yeah, make them and then, wish they didn't block. And,
0: and then grant their wish, because you just played a Maelstrom Wanderer. And then yes. sacked it to something and played it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up is Muldrotha the the Gravetide.
1: Oh, another Elemental.
0: It's almost like I had a plan.
1: Yeah, 6-drop, six 6-6. Six, six. During each of your turns, you can cast a permanent of each permanent type from your graveyard.
0: And it's place. so you can get your land, too. Y- ooh, mm-hmm. yes, you're right. Muldroth is very good.
1: Yeah, okay. So if um, if for whatever reason or however way that you want, you can kill your Sworn Canonist, after you cast your Cascade card, you can cast your... You're uh, Sworn Cannonist from your graveyard again. Why
0: not? There you go. Are we talking about Drifter? He's a 2-2 flyer for 5, evoke 3, comes into play, you draw 2. Yeah, he's whatever. He's a card draw you, engine. You, you, two, 3 mana, draw 2 cards. He's a toss back to the old list. Plus, he's good if you're playing Horde of Notions. Next card, I really like this one. I think you all should too. We have Nezahal, the primal tide. Can't be countered.
1: 7-7 seven, seven for 7. No max hand size. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. So that's like pretty often, right?
0: That's, yeah, that's lots.
1: Okay. Even on turn six or seven when he hits?
0: People are still playing non-creature stuff.
1: Sure. You can discard three cards to exile them and then you return them
0: at the beginning of the next end step. Dives way into the ocean so you can't get them.
1: Yeah, and that's actually really good with Muldratha. It is. Because you can just cast the, you just make sure you discard permanent cards. That's right. Or elementals. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, let's stick with this. What is
1: with the mana cost of this deck?
0: What have you done? What have you done? <laughs> you can build a mana base that will play anything.
1: No, what I mean
0: is. And they're super high, and I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, that. I put every play more land thing I could think of in this son of a bitch. You're going to play like 25 land on turn three. There's
1: like two. You put Shut. no ramp in this, this <laughs> no. deck. No. I had to put all of the mana
0: rocks in here. <laughs> I hate rocks. I hate rocks. It's good though. That's why I sent the deck to Ryan. That's it. Next up, we have Nick Bolas.
1: Nick Bolas is Grixis, Grixis 2. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't even know what he does. You got to pay Grixis or else he like dies. Yep. He's a flyer, 7-7. Seven, seven. When he hits you, discard your hand, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
0: That's fine.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's totally fine. I'm totally medium on discarding my hand. <laughs> you know what? He can hit me. I'll hit myself with him because <laughs> I'll discard my hand. Now with this, Finger Blast Worm. I'm not even going to comment. Read what it does. Tell, tell the people what it does, Ryan. When you finger blast, what you do is attack and destroy all other creatures.
0: Period. It's, there's a period after that sentence. Whenever Nova Blast Worm attacks, destroy all other creatures. Period.
1: And it's a 7-7 seven, seven for 7. Get there. Notice the white, white, green, green.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we give a shit about mana costs. Yeah. All right, then we've got to paint hey, oh,
1: What? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I have no idea. Painter servant. I just have no idea what you're doing. Why
0: don't you want to play Painter servant? Well,
1: I do. I want to play Painter servant animar and just make everything black. He's 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 unbanned. We have to play him. Sure. But he's he's a he's a one three scarecrow for two. When he enters the battlefield, choose a color. All cards that aren't in play, spells, and permanents are the chosen color, in addition to their other colors. He's red. He's no, he's all colors, not just red.
0: Shut no. up, you. you make me so I'll sick.
1: see myself out, just uh, like last week.
0: Get out of here. All right, next up, we have Ramunap Excavator.
1: 2-3,
0: play a land from your graveyard. Sakashima the Imposter.
1: Enters the battlefield as a clone, but you can pay four to bounce her. And she keeps her name, so you can copy your Nick Bolas and just make two players discard their hands. Hell
0: yeah, Moth.
1: Elemental, you evoke him for two, and he destroys a creature. Or you cast him for five, and he's got fear.
0: Utopia Tree.
1: Utope. This is originally from Invasion. This is a zero 02 tree plant that taps for one of any color.
0: Wayward Swordtooth.
1: This lets us play an extra land for 3 mana right as a creature. Yep. And if we have City's Blessing, like if we control 10 or more permanents, he can attack and block. 5-5 five, five for 3. is pretty good. 5-5 five, five for 3 that can only attack and block if we have 10 permanents, yep. which we probably will.
0: Probably. And the last creature works really good with the Sun Titan, as Ryan will explain, is Yarok the Desecrated. Yeah,
1: so this is the line of play that I noticed when I started to think, does this deck want fetch lands? Like, can we do that? What's the budget look like, right? So he's a 3-5 Death Touch, Life Link, Elemental. I will add mm-hmm. for blue, green, black two from M20. So you'll be familiar with them, everybody. If a permanent entering the battlefield causes an ability to trigger of a permanent that we control, it triggers twice. So it's it's sort of like Panharmonicon. And what I thought was because our mana base is going to allow us to do anything we want, we could go turn four or five, whatever it is, turn three, four or five Yarok, like black, green, blue the immediate following turn we can go sun titan get fetch land fetch land back cuz on etb we we get a land back with sun titan but now we can get two yeah so we move from 6 mana to 8 mana as soon as we cast sun titan
0: that's pretty that's pretty good
1: let's call that turn 5 yeah on the immediately following turn if we draw a land granted we play the land attack with sun titan that moves us from 8 mana to 10 mana and we just get get a fetch land back from like attacking with Sun Titan, play a land that gives us any color, and then just use all 10 of our lands that give us any color and cast Progenitus. Boom. On turn six. Seems good. And that's why I wanted to play Progenitus. <laughs> because remember when he was good? And remember when Sighten, Sun Titan was good? <laughs> and remember when Azusa Lost but Seeking was good? I think they're all still good. We're just
0: playing them all together. Yes. Stirring them up in a big shit stew. I love it.
1: I had stew for supper tonight. Wasn't shit stew. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk instance. Sure. Let's blow through them because some of them are fairly... Wow. Let's
0: do it. We Bit
1: Blast. That's five mana. Cascade. Deals four damage to target creature. But really, it's like going to deal five damage, four damage to a creature. And then you're going to get something else also. A counter spell. Counters a spell. Cryptic Command. That counters a spell and does a bunch of other stuff like... Uh, Return target permanent to its owner's hand. Tap all creature, opponent's control, and draw a card. Notice the blue, blue, blue one casting cost.
0: Not afraid. Cyclonic Rift.
1: That's going to bounce a thing or bounce all the things.
0: Esper Charm. Esper Charm, Hey. This was from back when it was a Ramos deck because it's three colors. And it does lots of cool stuff.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. It's Esper, just straight up, blue, black, white. Choose one. Destroy target enchantment. Draw two cards. Target player discards two cards. You you know the uh, the Esper Charm story? Have we ever talked about this? No, I don't remember when it was. It was it was a pro way back in the day. Was that like a pro tour or a Grand Prix final or something? And you'll notice that draw two cards is just like the caster of Esper Charm just draws two cards. Okay, target player discards two cards is targeted. Right. So hero casts Esper Charm, and says target myself, intending to draw two cards. Because he 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 cast the thing and he wants to do what's beneficial for him. Right. His opponent immediately calls the judge and says, He cast Esper Charm targeting himself. He has to discard two cards, right? Because the discard ability is targeted. Oh Oh,
0: such a bad bad. bad beats.
1: Bad beats. He wanted to draw two cards, but he thought that like he just said targeting me. Because, like, he's picking himself. That's the draw two cards mode. He just said the wrong thing.
0: (laughs) Oof. Yeah. Words matter, kids. Words matter. And they
1: hurt. Yes, they do. They make you discard, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mana drain. That hurts, too. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It hurts your opponent and your wallet. Yep. That'll make you cast all your shit, though, because you're probably going to counter something giant.
1: Yeah. Blue, blue counter-target spell at the beginning of your next main phase, you get colored mana, or sorry, colorless mana equal to the spell you countered's converted mana cost. You know what's awesome? You know what's awesome? Countering something on your own turn with mana drain, and then second main phase, you get all that mana. You know what's (laughs) also so sick is, like, countering something during your own upkeep, and then getting all that mana (laughs) during main phase one. (laughs) I love that. That's, like, the best.
0: The last instant is Sphinx's Revelation.
1: Stinky Revelation. Blue, blue, White, X, draw X, gain X. And you'll notice we're still in the instant category. Yeah. That's an instant. That's why... Remember when it was good? Oh, oh. do you remember? That card, like, ruined standard. It was awful. That card ruined standard for, like, two good
0: years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right, some sorcerers. We're going to do some clumping. We're going to clump Austere Command, Damnation, Merciless Eviction, Supreme Verdict, Vandal Blast, and Wrath of God.
1: Those are all things that... More or less, destroy or exile all of something. So they're just sweepers,
0: right? Get the shit out of the battlefield because you need to have time to play your Conflux.
1: Conflux. Wooburg 3. Search for a white card, a blue card, a black card, a red card, and a green card. Do we we call that one tutor or we call that five tutors?
0: That's one tutor. That's one tutor? Just one. Okay. (laughs) That's a powerful card. It's really good. (laughs) You can find something like... Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah, and that's
1: the thing. Like, you could choose... Oh, I'm going to use Cruel Ultimatum as my blue spell for Conflux.
0: So the Dream Hall's combo is you would play one Conflux and find three Cruel Ultimatums that you then play for free by discarding progenituses. Because one Cruel
1: Ultimatum is your blue one, one Cruel Ultimatum is your black one, one Cruel Ultimatum is your red one. Yep. And you can just discard cards of the appropriate colors to cast all of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cruel Ultimatum. Blue, blue, black, 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 red, red. Wow. Man, I want to cast this card right now. Target opponent sacrifices a creature, discards three cards, then loses five life. Just wait, there's more. You return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand, draw three cards, then gain five life. Seems good.
0: Yeah, there's nothing about that that is, like, I I don't like. The art kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, the old art was kind of bad, too.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know, I didn't like the art on any of the ultimatums, actually. I don't know why that was, when I was looking at them, I'm like, I don't really like these. Yeah, it's eh, fine. It is what it is. We have a Demonic Tutor. d toots. We have a Nostalgic Dreams.
1: That is, uh, discard X cards to get X cards from your graveyard back into your hand?
0: Yeah, it's a Brando special. Underplayed. People should play this card, it's very good.
1: Yeah, you XL it when, it when it resolves too, right? Yep. Yeah, I like that, it just lets you switch.
0: Last Sorcery is a spell twine.
1: Uh, blue five exile target instant or sorcery card from a graveyard and instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. You just play them both, yeah, right?
0: One from yours, one from theirs. You play them both for free.
1: You just play them both for free just, after you spend six mana and a card.
0: Just Conflux it again. Just Conflux again. Go Con- like, uh, yeah, I'm going to cast Conflux
1: again, fill my hand up, and I'm going to cast Cruel Ultimatum on my other opponent. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's pretty good. That's the type of card that's like... I know it lets you play stuff for free, but I ca- I gotta pay six for it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I'll just, it's pay six for it. just pay six <laughs> for it. Getting shit for free is awesome. Let's do some enchantments. There's some good ones. Yes, we have a bitter blossom, staple of the old deck. Yes, yeah, staple because
1: this is like how you won if you weren't cruel, ultimating them, right? That's right. At the beginning of your upkeep, you get a you lose one life and you get a black fairy rogue creature token.
0: Exploration,
1: play an extra land.
0: Ghostly prison and propaganda.
1: Don't attack me unless you pay two.
0: Privileged for- position.
1: For each creature, I was for, gonna say.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Good good call.
1: Other permanents you control have hex proof. Do we like this? Oh yeah, because it's hex proof. But it yeah. costs five. It's probably good, right? Yeah, it's probably okay. That's fine. It's it's fine.
0: Prismatic omen.
1: That's a two-drop enchantment that just makes it so all your lands can produce any type, right? It's super That's good. that one?
0: That's the one. Isn't that one expensive too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I drafted it in the Vegas draft. It's yeah. It's just some artifacts real fast. We got Chromatic Lantern, Commander's Sphere, Dark Steel Ingot, Felwar, Stone, Mind Stone, Sol Ring, Thran Dynamo. Those are all rocks.
1: Those are all the rocks. And then we've got a Crucible, which is going to let us play our lands from our graveyard so we can keep selecting the appropriate colors to get if we're playing Fetch Lands. Very important. Or Vivid Lands if we. Oh, no, because Vivid Lands don't sacrifice when they run out of counters, right? Correct. Uh, let's us get our strip mines and wastelands back. Also good. Also
0: good. Yes. Because <laughs> if we can't play anything, neither can you. Yeah, I like that. All right. We also got a damping sphere.
1: If a land is tapped for mana, it produces colorless instead of...
0: For two or more mana.
1: Oh, yeah. So if it... it yeah, yeah, yeah. If a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless instead of its normal type and amount.
0: I'll ask you about this. Sure. Because I am I built the control deck, and I'm not the control deck building guy. I just did this one. I put Damping dampening Sphere in every control deck I play unless I'm going to be doing a lot of ramping because it makes it easier for me to control my opponents if they play something like Mirari's Wake. Is Hold that on, a fair let, thought? You,
1: you, let's read the rest of the card first. Okay. Each spell a player casts costs one more to cast for each spell that player cast uh, before it this turn. Right. So there's a there's a one mana tax on your next spell, and then another one on your next one. Then one. so you're paying more and more and more and more. Does it go in every control deck? No, nothing goes in every deck. Yeah, but like is it a, is it, the is the internet answer?
0: Yeah, is it one of those cards like you just have on like your short list? Like what, uh, I'm gonna put this until I find something better. Like, is it a good card? Is it a good card? I think it's a good card. I think it's a great card. Do we have do we have a couple minutes? We got a couple you minutes. Do we got a couple minutes. Let's, it's our show. Let's, we do whatever we want.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. The first thing I think of is like, okay, what do I want to shut off? Do I want to shut off the Karu lands? Are there Big Daddy Blacks? Is there
0: Gaia's Cradles? There's Mirari's Wake. There's Zendikar Reborn. A Mana Reflection. Okay, uh, yeah. Vorinclex. Yeah. All those things that just make decks get out of control.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those all get shut off. That's right. You will probably shut off... If this is the control deck at the table, you'll probably shut off the person that's trying to play aggro by doing two or three spells in a turn off of the back of some maybe some green card draw. Yeah. Uh, You'll get that person, and instead of taking like eight per turn, you'll take maybe four and then eight. Instead of taking like eight and then 16. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is good. Uh, Yeah, I think it's good. That's the kind of card that gets me because I'm the guy that wants to chain a bunch of spells together in a few of my decks. That card gets both my CEDH decks for sure because <laughs> they're like stormy multiple, multiple spell type decks. But if you're up against like my Bryon Stoutarm deck or my Lord of Tressorhorn deck, it's not going to get that because I'm going creature, swing, creature, swing, creature, swing, and I'm getting value in the ETB or or die.
0: And that's what our deck is doing too. Like you're not going to play. Cavalier of Dawn and Cavalier of Gales in the same turn probably you're going to play one of them do a thing have a great big body to block with then next turn you're going to play a Titan yeah you
1: know what if if I can cast Cavalier of Gales and Cavalier of uh, White Dawn in the same turn probably I'll just cast Progenitus instead because it's got protection from everything yeah and then Damping Sphere like doesn't actually still doesn't hinder me so yeah it's good I don't know maybe maybe that's um, maybe that's a CCO Nation let us know on Twitter
0: yeah. That's CCO Brando. Do you play Damping Sphere? Let, let me know. And the last one, just because I'm playing Painter's Servant, because I was so excited to play Painter's Servant in literally any deck I possibly could, I'm also playing Grindstone.
1: There it is. That combo is worth a whole hell of a lot more than it was last week. Yep. <laughs> or, or a month ago <laughs> or whenever, right? So Grindstone is one mana artifact, pay three, tap it, target player, puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her their library, into their graveyard.
0: If both cards share a color, repeat this process. So it mills them immediately.
1: Mills. One person immediately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good rattlesnake thing to have online.
1: I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, 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 it is what it is. It's just there because I really wanted to do it. I'm playing three planeswalkers as well. I have a Johnny Vengeant. That's throwback to the original five color control, right? Yep. He was in there. He taps down a, or he keeps a permanent tapped. He lightning helixes something or he destroys all land target player controls.
1: Yeah. And typically what you do is just like keep keep what would you keep tapped
0: their like whatever their big dude was at the time like you would keep their inferno titan tapped or their prime time tapped down or their grave titan or whatever it is that they had that was their big threat you keep that thing on lockdown and then you blow them out
1: honestly if you were on the play and you had your johnny before they got their uh bloodbraid elf you plus him to target one of their lands and then they play a bloodbraid elf and they smack a johnny for three, but he survives, then you just keep their Bloodbraid Elf tapped like forever until you can just destroy all their lands. It's good. That's how long of a game this deck played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ultimate of Johnny from one all the way up to seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. The next one we have Liliana Vess. She's a tutor. She makes people discard cards. She gets all creatures in all graveyards into play to your control. She's fine, I guess. And lastly, we have Nick Bolas, Planeswalker. I'm just playing him because he's sweet. He's black, black, red. Blue, four for a 5 loyalty planeswalker, destroys a permanent, gain control of a creature, or basically Cruel Ultimatum somebody, which is why I'm playing it.
1: Yeah, original Nick Bull is from Conflux, and he was in the five-color control deck for a hot second.
0: Yeah, for until people realized that he costs black, black, red, blue, four. That was, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, when basically they could do the same thing for black, 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 red, red, blue, blue. Is that the same CMC? Cruel mm. Ultimatum costs seven, he costs eight yeah and, and essentially you just want a cruel ultimatum because like seven mana destroy target non-creature permanent yeah was like uh fine whatever i'll just like bounce your creature and that's better for me with cryptic command yeah that's fine
0: it's it's whatever but he's there he's a thing and then we have the land base we talked to that ad nauseum earlier that's the deck it's a huge converted mana cost it's a fucking beast is what this deck is.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. As it sits, 4.13 converted mana cost. Hell yeah. With nine sources of card draw and 13 sources of ramp, and the ramp exists but like all the way up to the four drop slot. We could probably knock a bunch of that down to like the the 2 and 3 mana slot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just so we could get our five drops a turn earlier or not have to wait to play our six drop. Until after we play our Thrand Dynamo type thing. Yeah. I don't know. That would just that would just be like a testing,
0: tweaking, tuning
1: type thing. It is a tuning.
0: Before people are yelling at the show and telling me that I suck at building decks and stuff, I actually do have a deck that's remarkably similar to this and it is Horde of Notions. And all that deck has to do is make Woberg. That's all it has to do. It has to make Woberg once and then make Woberg twice, which is what this deck has to do too to play Progenitus. But that makes the whole deck go. Yeah, that's a thing. Because once you have Horde of Notions, you have all those elementals, and those elementals are gas, and that's all you need. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, so be kind. So here's the thing. Let's do the milk list, because we have access to every single
1: color across all of Commander.
0: Let's do that. I ain't afraid. The milk list, as
1: per edhrec.com, is a listing of cards from 0 to today, 5 color, 16, Uh huh
0: It might be the one and only time we can accept playing that card. Agreed. The one and only time.
1: This is the most popular cards per converted mana cost. So at the zero drop slot, Mana Crypt. No. Be a good one for the deck.
0: We could play it, but we're not.
1: Sol Ring, of course. Swords to Plowshares, sure, of course. The number three one drop, because we always do the top three at the one drop slot. Yep. Birds of Paradise.
0: There you go. There it is. Got one. We
1: did it. That's like the number one one drop
0: of all time, right? At me. He's. It's really good. It's really good. We got a new shitty one in on the new set. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks, though. Stupid. And card. it's actually a bird. It's a piece of crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, two drop slot. Far Seek. No. Chromatic Lantern at three. Yes. Kodom, oh no. Kadama's Reach at three. <laughs> wait, don't know.
0: wait, what? It, what the hell is it? Three? Is it Lantern or? It's Lantern. Reach. Okay, yeah, we have Lantern.
1: Explosive Veg at four. No. marari's Wake at five. You hit on that one earlier.
0: But I'm not playing
1: it. Merciless Eviction at six. I do have that one? Yeah. Atarka World Render at seven. Nope. Conflux at eight. Dang. We yeah, are that dude, they got you. Damn it. garrick's Wake at nine.
0: Get out of here.
1: Pierogi Tits at 10. He's no. our commander. Does that count? Yes. okay We got to count that? I think so. We've never had a Milkless match that's actually our commander. Yeah. Five color and ten drop. Like, how many of those are there?
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> not count it. Okay. It's if, our list. It's our rules. We're not counting. Yeah. yeah not yeah. counting
1: that. Ulamog at 11. Nope. It the portrays at 12. Nope. Emrakul at 13. Nope. A on worm at 15. Stop playing that. Draco at
0: 16. In this list, I'll accept it.
1: But we're not playing but it. But we're right? not playing it. But I'm we gonna, could.
0: Uh, I'm not going to degenerate myself that low to play that garbage. No. Oh, I would. Oh, I know you would. That's why I <laughs> built the deck. <laughs> It's the only reason I I think all the of
1: CCO Nation knows that I would. <laughs> so if we don't count Progenitus, that is four Milk List matches. Yeah. And that does count Birds of
0: Paradise. We have to count Birds of Paradise. That's fine. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's funny. Like, we're just gravitating to all the most powerful things in EDH. Yeah. We're just jamming them in a deck like a bag of smashed up chicken parts. Yeah. Grinding
0: them into a fucking hot dog. It's a Chicken McNugget control deck. <laughs> That's it. Get McNugged. So just real quick,
1: controls the late game, 100%. Reasonable to high top end, right? These are the strengths and weaknesses. Very late game. Progenitus, very hard to deal with. Can't target him. Can't do anything with him. He blocks for days. He attacks and doesn't get blocked. So he's going to commander damage somebody or just kill them because he's got 10 power. It runs all of the best threats. And all of the best answers. And I think that is very, um, that's what the old deck
0: did. That is 100% what the old deck did. And I think that's what I was really going for. At the risk of having a clunkier deck, I wanted to build something that had that same screwball. Like, how are you
1: playing all these things?
0: because, Because I'm just playing
1: all the best lands, I can play all of the best threats. And if you answer them, I'll just better answer you back
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly it's the it's the original I'm so much smarter than, there was a dude locally I don't want to call anybody out so I won't call out by name but there was a guy the first guy I ever played that played 5 color control actually kind of talked like that <laughs> he's like oh it's 5 color control what are you playing and I was like Mon- mono red because I was much younger back then
1: <laughs> yeah you were like I was 32 like, then yeah I was like 31 <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. And, we, I mean, we drove the, the weaknesses home there, right, with the, the, the mana cost and the speed of the deck and the, stuff. Like the, man,
0: the mana cost, the cost of the mana, and then the need to have your mana kind of flow and gel the way you want it to. That's right. So,
1: final thing. Spice calculator.
0: Or do we do card, card of, the of the week? Week, week. week, week, week. week, week. You definitely got me. (laughs) Yeah, you actually did get me that time. Your deck, your card, what do you think? I'm finally going to do it. I'm finally going to name Nostalgic Dreams as the card of the week.
1: You know, that could be card Card of the the arc arc. because it's a very nostalgic arc. Did I get two punny dad jokes in there? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. did.
0: You did. You're getting there, man. Nostalgic Dreams is a sorcery for green green. As an additional cost to play, you discard X cards from your hand. Then you return X cards from your graveyard to your hand and remove Nostalgic Dreams from the game.
1: I wonder if this is going to be an expensive foil compared
0: to just the regular price. I actually think it is exactly the same as last week's card. It's very close. It is 88 the, American cents. The,
1: the foil multiplier is higher.
0: And the foil multiplier is is 5. Just like last week's at the $5 foil. Because last week I think it was $0.87 cents and 5 bucks, And this week it's $0.88 cents and 5 bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. But play this card. I think it's overlooked. And every time I play it, someone goes, what does that even do? I'm just going to discard all this chaff I don't want. And I'm going to get back all the best stuff
1: that I want back because I already used it. And Ex- I want it again. Exactly. I'm going to break the rules of
0: EDH is what I'm going to do. That's exactly. what this
1: card does. You're going to exactly. die.
0: <laughs> Not only am I going to break the rules, I'm going to break the rules as many times as I have cards in my hand. <laughs> it is really good. <laughs> Who are you, Jesse? <laughs> Now, I only play one of them in my deck. Oh
1: fear, 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 fear.
0: you, Jesse. Very much so. Okay. Spice calculator. Spice calculator.
1: Popularity on EDHRec.com since they restructured and only look at lists from the past two years. I actually like that addition. Very good. It's kind of neat. Yep. Seven hundred and eighty two Progi Tits lists.
0: It's pretty good. 10th most popular Wooburg commanding. Yeah, right below Golos, the Tireless Pilgrim, Already, that Already M20, yeah. And uh, just above Reaper King. Neat. Yeah. Okay. Average CMC,
1: 4.13. High critical turn. Like, critical turn is 86. Yes. Yeah. Optimal game size. You know... I would say, like, you could play this deck in whatever size pod you want.
0: I think this things I think it scales a lot better than it looks like it would on paper. Yeah. Like, when you look at it, it's like, I don't know. You want this, it's slow and it's clunky. You want this in like a 45 player game. Nah.
1: 100%.
0: (laughs) You could play this in four. You could play it in eight if you're a sadist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't, because don't.
1: You know what? Just for. Spice calculator reasons. Okay, let's play this in a six-man pod. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do one of those Commander Cookout style ones where we just sit down to play a game, like six of us, and nobody gets up because we have a box of beer beside each one of us. Oh, so you don't even need to get up.
0: Those are the best games.
1: Yeah, and everyone gets so drunk he falls off the bench. (laughs) Yup. Let's just say it's one of those games.
0: Absolutely, it is
1: six-man game. Three tutors that hurt.
0: Mm, What was the third one?
1: There was a Conflux, a Liliana, oh, and a Liliana. Yeah. Yeah, we Lili- could cut the d toots for budget.
0: 100% we could.
1: But we didn't. But We didn't. We're playing a six-man pod. We are. Spice calculator, 50. Right where we want it to be. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had to play it in a six-man pod to make it <laughs> no, a 50. Oh, you
0: get out of here. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. would play it in a six-man pod because where else are you going to bust out junk like this? <laughs> where else
1: are you going to bust out your pierogi? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never in public, only with your friends. That's
1: it. So what do you think? Final thought of the day. Um, big shout out and thank you to, you know what I said on the other the other day on the Discord. Big thank you to the patrons. I haven't said that in a while. We don't say it enough. Big thank you to everybody who's helping us get our name out there on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, sharing the feline ferocity deck that we're giving away. Big thank you to face to face games.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. I am putting an order together with them. Neat. I need some stuff. I cool. got the fix. I got the itch. I need the fix. <laughs> <laughs> I got like bugs growing out of my skin. I need to order them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've escaped. I need to order them. And put them back in. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a final thought of the day. Right after, I just thought of something.
0: What? What just? What do you, think
1: do you remember in Legacy when Natural Order Progenitus was good? Yeah. You remember Natural Order? No Progenitus. Natural Order Progenitus. Yeah. We could play natural order in here. Cut the d put a natural order in. Put your crater hoof, I mean your progenitus, <laughs> right into play.
0: <laughs> I got whole gack on the brain. Yeah, you do. You did you, you, gack in the brain. Yes. That's a thing they probably said back in the I 40s. Got, I
1: got gack in the brain and I got hoof in the brain. Gack hoof. Hoof gack. Like, it
0: sounds like I sneezed. <laughs> Give us our final thoughts of the day. Final thoughts of the day. It's a control list. It's a five-color control list. It's a deck that I didn't dread because I actually enjoyed the challenge of trying to overcome it. And I think that this deck is both going to be something that would be fun for your opponents to try and overcome, as it is a little bit more controlling than you would think, especially in a longer game of EDH. And it's something that would be fun for you to overcome as it's hard to play. It's fun. Build it yourselves. If there's any way I could improve on it, let me know. I'm sure there's a way. You can do it on tappedout.net or at me at ccobrando on Twitter. Whatever you want to do. Thank you all for being here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we are going to be back next week with another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!
1: Hoofgack.